Alright y'all, welcome back, Bullish Project, episode 13, lucky number 13. Today, I have a little bit of a somber episode, if you will, or somewhat of a, a more of an emotional type vibe, I guess. Um, really, what I want to talk about today is kind of motivational, but it kind of hit home for me as well. Something that I saw earlier this week and I actually watched it again today because it was a video. Watched it again today just to really let it set in. And what I'm talking about is an old man's advice. There's two different videos posted by this guy who I haven't seen any other like any other things about him. I just found random videos on YouTube when I was scrolling through on my recommended. And I kind of just sat there and thought, huh, this looks pretty interesting. I'm going to go ahead and watch this video. It's only 10 minutes long. In fact, I would recommend anybody listening to this or watching this right now to go check it out. It, it very much hit home for me in terms of what I'm kind of going through. And it gave me that extra little push to keep going this week hasn't really been the best week in terms of being happy being motivated it was just more of okay i'm existing let's just move through this dark cloud type week so when i when i saw that video and i listened to it it really did help me just kind of let it set in and know that someone else is going through what I'm going through or has gone through what I'm going through in terms of just not feeling motivated and wanting to just do anything you can to kind of enjoy life for the time being and then get back to work and get motivated and, and, and go back to what you were doing before. With this video, he really talks about being the future leaders of this country, talking about the youngsters and, and basically saying that we are the ones that can make this world better, so put in the work. And when I saw the comments on the video, several people had said that he passed away, so may, re may he rest in peace for the advice that he gave and all the people that he touched, which is about 15 million people on that one video it's going to change my life forever. I honestly watched that video and it really did make me just sit there, take a step back and realize what I'm doing on this earth and make sure to soak up every single minute of this life because you will die one day and you want to soak it in. You want to make this life count. So watching that video, that's what I was thinking about. I used to have two jobs, basically what he talks about in the video. He started from zero, basically, 16, 17, um, something like that. His parents left him on the streets. Obviously, I don't know this gentleman, but um, that's, the, that's the story. And he walked in. Obviously, the market and the world was a lot different back then for an older gentleman who can just walk into a store get a job work his ass off and work his way up as well that doesn't happen too often nowadays but for him it worked and not saying it can't work for anybody else but for him it worked 
and you kind of have to find what it is that works for you and what you are not necessarily comfortable doing because in order to grow you have to be uncomfortable but what you are kind of naturally good at as well you want to take your strengths and build those up as well as your weaknesses at the same time but you want to double down on your strengths because you want to have something to offer an employer or something to offer customers if you're starting your own business and the moral of the story that he was basically saying was you don't have to have a phd you don't have to have a master's degree bachelor's associates you don't have to have any sort of degree but you do have to have determination to be successful to kind of end that quote that you do have to have determination to be successful and we'll put a, a side note in there. Obviously, if your dream job requires a degree, then you need a degree. But to be successful, you do not need a degree. To do your dream job, you might need a degree. Obviously, you need to have self-awareness for your specific situation. So shout out to him. Again, I dedicate this episode to him because watching that video was just life-changing. I actually sat in this exact chair, this exact spot, looking at my computer, looking at my face back at me on the computer with the webcam. I watched those two videos twice and I let it set in. I was gonna record this 30 minutes ago and I just started recording because I let those videos set in. He said that he buried a mother, father, brother, sister, and wife like that. That really hits for me. So this, this episode is more of a personal experience to me. I want to have that personal connection at some point with you guys and share what is personal to me and what I resonate with. And that is something I would recommend. If you're looking for some motivation, especially if you're younger, younger like me, but even if you're older, the motivation comes in many forms for everybody. And it also does not have to be a specific age group everybody <clears throat> excuse me everybody needs to be picked up at some point when they're down because life is always up and down and when you are down having somebody to pick you up is pretty nice so videos like that coming from some random person when you find them at the right time the right specific time to lift you back up it's, it's just pretty amazing to me I, w I was just scrolling randomly through youtube found that video at what seemed to be the exact time that I needed it it's just weird how the world works so check that video out it, it actually really helped me a lot to get through the day in the last week I'm actually pretty excited because I'm going to Chicago next week to celebrate my boy's birthday it's actually this week not next week but today's Sunday and Monday obviously so I'm thinking next week but it's going to be so fun I cannot wait Part of being happy for me is to have something to look forward to. Sometimes I realize that when I get down on myself or down in general, I've kind of gotten disconnected to what keeps me going. I've gotten disconnected to what I'm looking forward to. So now that I'm starting to rebound from this weird vibe that I've had in the last few days, I'm starting to realize that, man, I could just see my best friends in four days and have the most perfect weekend celebration with them it's going to be amazing i can't wait and in chicago where it's going to be 
just I don't know it's just gonna be such a vibe all weekend and I can't wait I'm, I'm so pumped because here's the thing when you come from literally living in your car at some point which I have done not not for very long but it did happen you think about your rock bottom sometimes I basically lived in my car because I didn't have anywhere else to put my stuff. Thankfully, I had a place to stay, but it wasn't permanent, you know? So it was like almost living out of my car, but it wasn't exactly my car. And I'm very thankful for that, that I had somebody to step in to where I didn't have to sleep in my car, actually. But a lot of my stuff, a lot of my belongings were in my car at any given point, And I was bouncing around from place to place for a good... I don't even know how long. It was at least six months, probably longer. I, mean, I moved seven different times in three or four years. And at one point, I had two jobs working seven days a week. My only two off days in a five-month span were Thanksgiving and Christmas. From the end of October through Black Friday working retail, through the holiday season working retail, and on to February, March-ish where I finally got my schedules worked out to where I could have at least one off day a week, which was nice. And then the second job I had ended up closing, so then I just went back to having one job. But I tell you what, without that second job, I wouldn't have survived. So at some point, your survival instincts kicked in. Or they kick in. Mine did. Mine kicked in. And I think there's this weird connection between working hard and having that determination and knowing that you need to do it to survive. There's something about that survival instinct. What do you do that you need to absolutely do in order to live, basically? I needed that money. There was no extra dollars I was saving up. You know, at some point there was probably some money that I could have saved, but it all went away at some point, and, I, and then next week, I'm looking for my second paycheck from my second job just to survive, just to pay rent. And at that point, I realized that there was no other option. So that's why I was putting in all the work. There's no other option because you have that survival instinct, and you need it to survive, literally. You need the money to buy food, to pay your rent, whatever it is. And so part of the reason why, I got, why I'm kind of down on myself about it here recently is because I don't have that survival instinct anymore. And I'm trying to find a balance between where I'm at now that I worked very hard to get in this position. And I'm very grateful for it. But where I'm at now versus where I was, my work ethic is a lot different. I do work hard still. The job that I have is very demanding and I try to keep it stress-free as much as possible, but it's tough, it's sales. Sales has to be stressful in some form. But at the same time, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable when it comes to the money coming in every month. My bills and I compare it to what I owe versus what I'm taking in and I'm comfortable and I'm grateful for that. But at the same time, I'm conflicted with where is my drive? Where is my determination? Will I ever get it back? 
Is it going to be something that comes back when I absolutely need to do it, when I absolutely need to have that second job to survive? So I'm asking myself all these questions. And then when it comes to this podcast, I realize maybe I can just turn on the camera, hit record, and just flow. Whatever's on my mind, just flow. Like I said, I sat here before I hit record for 30 minutes, just watching that video, kind of playing to my feelings at this point. Like I need a pat on the back. I need to lift it up a little bit. And I don't show that often because for the most part, life is great. I'm very happy with where I'm at. But there are some things that you wish you could change for yourself to be better at all times. And I think that's good. Everybody should want to get But sometimes you feel stuck. And I, right now, almost kind of feel stuck. And I almost kind of feel like there isn't going to be enough fire under my ass to make it happen. Or am I going to be able to consistently deliver on what I want to do to be great and leave a legacy that touches all of my friends and family in a way that they will never, ever forget? Is that going to happen? I don't know. Am I going to try? Am I going to do this podcast and make videos for people who might need it and help them? Sure, hopefully. Is it going to help myself? Yeah. I feel like talking on the camera and doing this podcast for me is, is therapeutic. Me and my boy Dave talked about this on our podcast episode together, which was episode 11. If you guys haven't watched that, you should go check it out. But it's, it's interesting because we talk about thera therapy and therapeutic and, and it really is because you get to just vent your thoughts at all times, whatever you're thinking. And to have people listen is pretty cool. By the way, I don't do this often, but I'm going to pause for a sec and bring up analytics. I have them posted right here. 28 of you have listened to the podcast. In the last seven, actually, that might be all time. 28 all time. I appreciate that so much. Thank you. And this is on Spotify, by the way. So it's probably more if you're including YouTube and stuff like that. 20 of you are followed, which I appreciate so much. The ratio between listeners and followers, incredible. Thank you. I want to take a moment to shout it out. Encourage people to follow the podcast. If you know somebody that might get value out of the podcast, Share it with them. Share the episode. If they might be going through something similar, maybe they can listen to this and know that they're not alone. An average guy like me still has problems. I think everybody does at some point, but I'm just open enough to talk about it at any given point. So if you know somebody that wants to listen to that, feel free. Share it with them. I would appreciate it. Hit that follow button as well, just because I have to shout it out sometimes. I want to grow this podcast. I want to see how far I can get. So I'd appreciate if you do that. With that being said, the theme of this episode, put in the work. And what does that mean? Because back to the Kim Kardashian thing, this was a few months ago, when she said, put in the work or something, talking about women in business, and a lot of, a lot of people just misconstrued what she was trying to say. She's not saying that you don't work hard. Because there are a lot of people that work hard. 
but she was specifically asked a question about women in business and how they can grow their business. First of all, if you're growing anything, you are always going to have to do more work than what is required of you at that given point to be able to move up. You are always going to have to learn something different to move up. You're always going to have to do more than what is asked of you to be able to move up. And that is with anything. I'm having this debate right now with myself in terms of getting into management at my job. Do I want to do that? I'm not sure. Should I go after it and just see? Maybe. But here's how it goes. I don't know if I'm comfortable with that yet. I, I know the concept of how it works. You need to basically learn the job and show that you are capable of doing the job before they'll offer it to you. You need to have something to offer first, and that would be your knowledge or expertise or whatever. I had that flipped for the longest time. I was like, well, if they want me to be a manager, then they'll train me. But the job that I work in, the company I work for, is super competitive. So they're not just going to hand me a pay raise or hand me a promotion. I have to put in the work. I have to ask current managers, how do I do this? How do I count cash? How do I close out the day for, for all our systems? How do I log into this and check this? And what do I do when this happens? Like, all of those questions I need to ask if I'm, if I'm looking to move up into management. Part of me is hesitant because I don't know if that's what I want to do. I have a couple of side things I'm working on. Maybe this podcast takes off. Maybe I learn how to tell stories enough to be able to be an influential speaker of some sort. Maybe that takes off for me. I don't know. And I think part of me is stuck because I want so many different things to happen at the same time. And I can't just focus on one thing. So that's my struggle right now. But I do know one thing. You need to put in the work. You need to always be curious. Always be learning. And, you, and most of you may not read books. I don't either. I actually listen to audiobooks lately. I suggested this on a, a podcast a few episodes ago. This was actually also episode 11. I suggested Atomic Habits, which is a great book, by the way. And the more you expose yourself to that environment, the more you're going to want to do that work because it's the accepted norm. It's, it's what is essentially like what everyone else is doing. Not that you're copying them, but if you see a lot of other people doing it, you're going to want to do it as well. It's kind of like trends. It's kind of how things go viral on the internet. People see other people doing things. It looks fun to them. So then they jump on board and do it and do it and do it. It's chain reaction. So even if you don't know anyone that's doing what you want to do or learning what you want to learn, you have Google. You can literally look up anything you want to know. And you can search on the Books app on iPhone. If you have iPhone or Amazon Kindle or whatever it is, you can search whatever keywords and you can find books. And I think books are very helpful because all you have to do is hit play. And you got three, four, five hours of thought process. Like you're just constantly in that state of mind. And the longer you're in the state of mind of who you want to become, the more likely it's going to be that you'll be successful at it. The more you tell yourself that you're going to be in the routine that you want to be in, the more you're going to want to do it and the more it's going to happen for you. 
You have to be intentional with what you do day to day. You have to want to do it. You have to remember to do it. And then sometimes your body just goes on autopilot. And that will be somewhat helpful because you won't have to think about doing it. But there's going to be days where you don't want to do it. Similar to in a position where I'm at right now. There's going to be days where you don't want to get up and go to work. You don't want to get up and mow the lawn. You don't want to do dishes, do laundry, whatever it is. There's going to be days you don't want to do all of those things. But it's just a part of life. It's the cycle. You, you have to have clean clothes. You have to have a roof over your head. You have to have a lot of basic stuff to be in good health. And, and at the very minimum, you should want to do that for yourself to be in good health. You should want to go to the gym or work out or do some sort of exercise to be in better health. You should try to eat better because it's for your better health. You should try to do all those things because like that video I suggested right in the, the intro of this podcast, that is just how it works. If you don't use it, you lose it. If you don't use your brain and, and expand your vocabulary, you start to lose out on those words and you don't know as many, like you're not going to know key words to use in certain situations. You're not going to be able to have the right thing to say at any given point if you're trying to be a speaker. If you don't know the recipes or the, the ingredients to make stuff, you're not going to be able to work in the restaurant industry or start your own restaurant or be a chef. You have to use it or you lose it. It's that simple. And every day I just try to tell myself that all I got to do is one or two things to get that, that ball rolling for the day. When I'm feeling down, I just know that if I wake up and I go to work, that's one accomplishment for the day, even if that's all that I do. I go to work, I interact with the people that I work with, I interact with customers. And as long as I can take one thing from that day that progresses me forward to the next, it's successful to me. It could be very small, especially when you're just trying to survive in a sense, survive mentally, survive physically, because you're in this funk and you're just trying to get out of that. That's what I do. I just look forward to one thing that I can get out of the day. It only takes one to change your whole life around. You know, I play a lot of poker every Monday with my friends, and I'm very grateful for those moments that we have. And when we're playing, we like to talk back and forth because it's not super serious. We're not trying to, you know, I mean, we're trying to have poker faces and stuff, but we're not trying to make it so serious that we can't have fun. And as we're talking, my friend looks over to me and sees that I don't have that many chips, and we're talking back and forth. He's like, it's just not your night, huh? And I was like, yeah, man, it's like every hand. It's just not going my way. We play Texas Hold'em, by the way. You guys know what that is. And then, very next hand, I got 10 chips left. I get a good hand. I don't even know what it was. But I go all in with 10. And one person called me, and that's all I needed, was one person to call me so that I can have a chance at winning the hand and double up, and I'm right back in the game. And that's, that's exactly what happened. And that's exactly what, I'll say, what I said to him after the fact. Because as we were having that conversation, I just remember winning that hand, and I looked over at him, and I said, all it takes is one. 
and I doubled up on my chips and I actually ended up splitting the pot with one other person because it was so late. It was uh, five or six of us. It was, it was, was it? No. Uh, it was six of us. Ended up winning that pot or the whole, the whole uh, tourney, whichever, whatever you want to call it. Put the pot with one person, walked away plus $5 for the night because we put a little money on it as well, just a friendly game. And all it took was one. When I'm at work, I'm working a sales job. And I'm having a bad day sales-wise. I'm not really selling anything. I'm not really having good interactions to be able to recommend things for customers to buy so that they'll buy it. First of all, to clarify, I'm not one of those sneaky salespeople that just wants your money so that I can make a check. Most of my paycheck is hourly. And the commission doesn't matter too much to where if I, if I like fuck over a lot of people, it's going to make a huge difference on my paycheck which is nice because then that motivation is not there. So we'll, we'll just have a disclaimer there because I know how the internet is. And if any, anybody sees this at any point and then it gets dug up five years later on the internet, I'm scared of that. I don't like that. Anyway, you're having a bad day at sales. You're not selling anything. You're not really getting the right groove. It only takes one customer to walk in. You say, hey, how's it going? And you just you kind of have a vibe with this person. And then you end up selling them a lot of stuff and then you have a good sale and then you rebound for the day and then your, your day's better at that point. You know, it feels good to make a good sale. When you're going through life and you're going in a rut to where you don't even see a way out of it. You're going through life and you don't even see the light at the end of the tunnel. Remember this. It only takes one good interaction. It only takes one person to come up to you at the right point and give you a $5 tip just because. It only takes one person to compliment you on your hair, compliment you on your shirt. It only takes one person to come over at the right moment and, con and offer their condolences for something that's going on. It only takes one of anything. When you're going through life and you're having a bad time, it's temporary. And when that one thing comes along that gets you out of that, it changes everything. It changes your mood. It changes everything. Sometimes for the worst, sometimes somebody can come up and be rude to you. But don't let that discourage you from looking to the future which is going to be the one person who actually gives you that compliment or the one person who's nice to you. Because just as much as there are negative people in this world and rude people in this world, there are so many other kind people as well. When I went to the Indy 500, I was walking through the, um, the sidewalks and, and through the paths and stuff to get to the racetrack. My buddy had this cooler and it was pretty heavy so he's like oh man you know can we just take turns with this cooler and i was like yeah sure bro why don't, why don't you just let me take it i got it i got it and as i'm walking first of all i'm a tall guy i'm six three and, and some change when i'm walking i have like a long stride but the cooler's like this tall at least that's how i feel 
So when I'm walking, I'm like pulling it behind me and it hits my foot. So I trip a little bit and then I'm not really holding on to the cooler like with a death grip or anything. I'm holding on to the cooler enough to drag it along. So when it hits my foot, I let go and all the all the beers and, and white claws or whatever we had um, spilt out. And I'm pretty sure I broke his cooler at that point. I felt so bad. I was like, dude, I'll just buy you a new cooler. That's my fault. I apologize. He's like, nah, nah, man. It's, it's all good. I'm not going to let this ruin my day. Because he knew that as soon as he got into the speedway, it was going to be a movie. It was going to be life-changing experience for him. He didn't care that I dropped the cooler and all the drinks went everywhere. Everybody just pitched in and we put them all back and we kept going. Reason I say that is because as we're going and he takes the cooler, we get closer to the gate. He drops the cooler and all the drinks go everywhere. But this time there's two or three random people that see it and they come over and help us put it back together. And I thought that was pretty cool because when people say, oh, there's no good left in the world or I've lost faith in humanity, I'm just like, you're just not looking for it, though. You're just not looking for the nice things that happen. You're, you're not looking for the people that come over randomly and help you out when they didn't have to. It could be as small as you dropping drinks on the ground because the cooler fell and they're helping you pick up your drinks. It could be that simple, but it happens. You, you can't say it doesn't happen if you're not looking for it. And so that's also something I try to remember. There's a lot of good in this world and there's a lot of people that are willing to help if you need it. Sometimes you just got to speak up. And if I'm that person, I'd love to be that person. You're more than welcome to reach out to me if you have any troubles at all. A lot of you know me personally. Most of the people that even listen to this podcast know me personally. You can reach out to me at any point. I know how it is. I know how it is. That older man doing that video, he really spoke to... It's just so weird, man. I, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, I literally changed my viewpoint on how older people act sometimes without making stereotypes, even though it kind of is. But I don't want that negative connotation on how I think about older people. I love older people, but there are certain things that they do consistently as a whole that sometimes aggravate me. And one of them is not understanding the generation before them. Not that it's their fault, or after them, excuse me. Not that it's their fault, but if they don't understand it, they just get mad at those people for no reason. They don't understand it, so they just get mad. Like, oh, you want $15 an hour to flip a burger? What? If you're mad at that, you should, honestly, like, you should be happy because you can quit your job to go do something as easy as flipping burgers for $15 an hour. First of all, I'm not trying to get controversial. I'm just giving some examples. So this older man who did that video giving advice to the younger generation, it just kind of changed my viewpoint on that a little bit. Like there are older people that want nothing but good for the younger generation and want nothing but to just help them and understand them and be there for them so that when they leave this earth, they give the young people the tools they need to move forward, which is support and advice and experience, information, all that stuff, anything. And that's why I like talking to older people as well. When you get in a conversation and you just start listening to them, you can really 
get a feel for how life was when they were younger because first of all generally they'll tell you but if you can understand it from their perspective you can almost not predict the future but learn things faster than you would if you just did it on your own and for the most part you kind of have to do things on your own you have to go through the motion of actually doing something so that your body can attach muscle memory to it and there's like some psychology on it if you're actually doing it your body will remember more that's why people say if you're actually writing notes instead of just like taking pictures of it or whatever if you're actually doing the motion you tend to remember it more and when i was younger I used to have to write sentences. I don't know if that was a thing. Maybe that's just me, but write sentences. I will not, you know, be mean to my sister or whatever. I will not, you know, like disobey whatever it was. And that's supposed to be some sort of psychological thing where your body is just going to naturally remember and make the habit of not doing that again, not making that mistake again. Or on the on the flip side, Remember something that's important that you need to remember. It's just going through the motions. But you can get the information sooner if you have those conversations. I think this is really important. I'm going to touch on it briefly. I don't know if I'm going to expand on this on another episode, but I think this is a really interesting thought. And if you made it this far into the episode, I appreciate you. But this is really important. So listen up. I've heard a lot of things about quality versus quantity. And before I say anything, most of you already have in your mind what you think is better. But I'm going to give you my, my viewpoint on both, and I think they're both equally important for different stages of life. I think quantity is important for the early stages of your life. And this doesn't have to be when you're 16, 17, 18, through your 20s. It could be through your 30s or 40s or 50s. It's really never too late to start working on anything. If you're alive, you, will, you should be grateful that you are alive and just make the most of anything. It is never too late to start anything, okay? But I think quantity must precede quality because without quantity, you don't know what quality looks like. I'll explain. If you're going through life for example, a job. You want a job, but you don't know what job you want to do. The only way to figure out what you like in a job is to do jobs you which requires you to do more than one job. Because if you do one job at Burger King and you hate it, then you're going to be like, okay, cool. Now I remember that. I'm going to move on to the next job and see if I like it. You don't like that? Boom. You move on to the next one. The quantity comes into play with experience. If you do a job and do another job and do another job, you're going to build this portfolio of information to what you like and don't like so that later on you get to the quality stage, which is, okay, now I know what I like and don't like, so now I can put in the quality form of it as well. It's the same thing with anything else. It's the same thing with R&D with a company where they have to test different products until they get the right amount of mixture, until they get the right amount of how things need to be um, measured out or whatever. If, if they're making an iPhone like Apple, they need to do a lot of R&D to make sure it works. They need to do a lot of testing, right? They do multiple tests. They do a lot of different tests. So that's where the quantity comes into play. 
but the quality is what you get once you do the quantity. The quality comes natural. Quantity has to come first. It's the same thing with people. You don't know what you like in a person, if, whether it's a friend or a serious relationship or whatever, until you've had people before that. If you're naive, you just kind of start trying anything. Like you try to hang out with different groups of people. You try to hang out with whatever until you figure out where you fit in. The only way to do that is to start with the quantity. So remember that because that's very important. I wanted to do some sort of, I don't know, like, like a full episode on it or, or maybe just make it a topic of one episode. But now's a good time to talk about it because... Putting in the work, it just kind of goes with that. The only way to get quality is to do the quantity first. Just remember that. And when you're putting in the work and you're getting all that, that experience, you can remember that in the back of your head. Even if this doesn't work out, I have the experience. Now I can take that. And, and put that ammunition under my belt so that I can move on to the next and I'll remember not to make that mistake again. I'm going through that right now with, with a lot of different things, with this podcast, with my job. There's a lot of things in my job that I've just never done or, or a lot of firsts that I still come up with because there's so many different scenarios with the work I do that it's almost impossible to see everything even if you've been there several years like I have been. But it's building my portfolio of experience. So now I'm getting into a point where I almost go on autopilot. People ask me questions and I'm like, yeah, it's this or do this or this is how you fix it. But I had to work hard to build up that portfolio of knowledge for that particular job. That's sometimes why people quit jobs early. They don't, they don't give it enough of a chance. And maybe that's just good self-awareness. Sometimes you can just really hone in to what you like and don't like because you've already been there, done that, and you just don't want to deal with it. But you really have to ask yourself, you really have to hone in on why you don't like it. Is it because you're just not knowledgeable yet? Like, did you really give it enough of a chance? Or are you just mad because your boss yelled at you once and now you just want to quit? You got to ask yourself those questions as well. You have to be honest with yourself. The only way you grow is if you're honest with yourself so that you can answer those questions in your mind and then move on from that. Because everybody wants to be a better person every single day. And I know that's me for sure. I want to do right by every single person around me and right by myself at the same time. Sometimes those clash, but I try to do what's best for myself and everyone around me. And, it, and hopefully I can do both. But if I can't do both, and at the end of the day, I just got to do what's best for me for the most part, you know. And I don't worry about it. I just I just do me and hopefully everything falls into place. And I I feel like I work hard enough to be able to do that. So think about that quantity versus quality. It's a good way to end this episode. I'm not going to go super far into this um, episode today. I don't want to force it. I feel like this was a really good episode and a lot of good information that I got out of this episode with, with barely any notes, by the way. I literally had like four lines of notes, which is enough for me to talk about, you know, maybe five to six minutes if I stuck to the notes and maybe added in a, added in a few points. The quantity versus quality thing, that was just me spitballing, really. 
And I'm proud of myself for that because I really didn't plan that. And I'm starting to get better with just flowing, but in, in an intentional way, if that makes sense. Not just flowing, just to flow and ramble. I'm doing a lot better. But episode 13, lucky number 13. I think today was a good episode. And I think the best way to end this episode is going to be for you to ask yourself, what are you doing to put in the work? How are you putting in the work? Remember, you always have to do something extra to get to that next level or else you're going to stay on the same level you're at. I love you guys. I'll see you next Monday for episode 14. I'm super pumped. This podcast is really giving me a breath of fresh air, something new to try out, and some, something that might lead me to new avenues in my life. I'm, I'm super pumped. So I'll see you for episode 14. For now, take care of yourselves. Peace out.